Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, met fellow adventurers. We are back now with Simple Choices. This is the follow-up to Dreams and Whispers, wherein more things happen Somehow involving our cube, which is wonderful and terrible and brilliant and do not take my cube. Simple choices. Choices made and a path forged. Here we go. Twithic. Nigh on midday. Shield me your eyes from the despotic midday sun. Son, you step into the shadow of one of the monuments flanking the quadrangle and accidentally collide with an old man already lurking there. Confounded pestilence, he snarls, stumbling back against the base of the statue, managing to catch himself at the last moment. I might have taken a nasty tumble. Mind mind yourself, girl. Elderly man, his matted white beard caked with grime, does his best to straighten and soothe the wags clinging to his gaunt frame, while fixing you with an accusing stare. A lady of honour might see fit to provide a tired and hungry old man with coin enough to scourge up a good meal, he says in a pleading tone. I believe honour is the word to which you might turn. Turn your complete attention. Your hexahedron twitches ominously. It just does things sometimes. I don't think it actually means anything. Or if it does mean anything, no one has found out yet. Now, in this this part of the this part of the adventure, you get six six times you get split between two paths. 
So you end up with 64 different ends. Which is a, a lot. Now, last time I chose them at random. So I'll do the same this time. Let's flip that. I've gone on random.org to get an utterly random coin flipper. I would flip my own coins, but they're not random enough, and you'd hear them clattering. That'd just be distracting. Right. Flipping the virtual coin. It's a hex. So, I'll give him some gold, rather than apologise to him. You're about to hand over the man's gold token. When a tall man clad in cough and leather finery suddenly steps in front of you, the stranger, his thick dark hair tied into a single braid that nearly reaches his waist, curses at the old man and threatens to summon the guard. Scowling, the elderly beggar spits at the man's feet before scurrying out of the monument shadow and disappearing across the crowded square. Beggars are a scourge on this city, says the man, turning and nodding at you. Nodding you do. You do your best not to encourage their antics. So now I have two options. Take issue with the man's interference or just set off on my way. Flip a coin. Oh, looks like it's heads again. Well, well, I can't argue with that. Take issue with the man's interference. You boldly reprove the stranger, demanding to know what right he believes to have to interfere in the affairs of other. The man, seemingly taken aback by your action, is about to speak when suddenly his eyes widen and a ragged gasp escapes from his mouth. Without a word, and his hands clutching at his left side, the man collapses into a heap on the ground and begins to shake. They found me, he wheezes through clenched teeth, his eyes shut tight. Take the ring! Don't let them have it! Take it from my finger! Guard it! They're coming! Hurry! He thrusts his white hand up to you, revealing an ornate stone ring placed in place upon his forefinger. Yep, yeah, and now it starts to get a bit weird. And the hexahedron emits a pale blue light. So I can take the winger, take the wing, or not. Coin of justice, tell me what to do! Well, it's heads again. And I must agree with the coin of justice, so I'll take the wing from his finger. You reach down and pull the wing from the man's outstretched finger. The engraved stone band feels surprisingly weighty in your hand. It's an engraved stone wing, and its item number is 13322. Let's have a look at it. It's got an encumbrance of two. This thick stone wing bears a series of intricate engravings that seem to depict the number six in various ways. The wing feels strangely heavy. The man from those thinger you pluck the wing emits a final, ragged gasp before vanishing in a burst of blue sparkles. Oddly enough, no one standing nearby seemed to have noticed the startling episode. A strange sensation washes over you as your surroundings begin to blur. The wing resting in your hand suddenly feels heavier. The hexahedron quivers ominously. So I have two choices. Drop the wing, heads, or hold on to the wing's tail. Flip the coin. Okay, well, oh dear. 
All my heads were actually tails. I forgot what heads looked like. This one is... Well, I guess I'll reverse. Okay, for, the, for this... Okay, for this what for this for this uh, one, it's reversed. Okay, it's head. So hold on to the wing. You type in your grip on the wing and are suddenly surrounded by a whirling cloud of dazzling blue sparkles. As the crowd cloud dissipates and your surroundings slowly come come slowly back into focus, it's immediately apparent you're no longer where you were only a moment ago. A sm the small, dimly lit stone chamber in which you're standing is almost entirely featureless save for two wooden doors set into the opposite walls. The door to your left is emblazoned with the silhouette of an owl. So the hexahedron quivers slightly. So I can open the owl door or the unmarked door. I'll flip again. Okay, that's another head. I'm going to open the unmarked door. You pull open the mark, your mark door and discover a small cell in which a robed woman with matted grey hair is bound to a stone column by a thick length of a glowing rope. She looks up as you enter, her eyes wide with fear. Who are you? How'd you get here? Never mind. Touch the rope and free me. Hurry. They're going to kill me. They'll kill us both. The woman seems to have suffered ill treatment at the hands of her captors. The hexahedron quivers and hums. It's a very busy cube. Touch the glowing rope or refuse to touch it. Once again, I trust the coin. Alright, it's gone for tails, which means I go took the first option. Touch the glowing rope. You, you touch the cell. The cell and touch. You cross the cell and touch the glowing rope that binds the woman to the stone column. Instantly, her bonds vanish in a flash of white light, and she stumbles forward, twisting and stretching her limbs with obvious glee. Ah, at last, she cries. Vengeance is, is almost at hand. My captures will woo the day they left me unguarded. Thank you. Not immediately certain how to respond. You're taken aback when the woman hands you a glue-plock pouch and tells you to keep it safe. Don't question it, she says tersely. Some things are to be as they were conceived. I might call it destiny if I was inclined to believe such rubbish. As the woman heads towards the open door, you attempt to speak, but are suddenly overcome by a powerful sense of disorientation that leaves you wheeling. With your next breath, everything goes black. For what might be considered a slice of eternity... The gloom keeping you in its rigid, frigid fold slowly deepens till there is only darkness, cold, silent, unyielding to terrifying. Your hexahedron emits a pale blue light. Time stutters and slows as moments become hours, hours stretch into days, and days melt into a slow, prodding procession of indistinct years. And yet the void endures, unaffected by the sluggish flow of an entity outside of which it has always existed. An age or more passes as muddled years twist into unremarkable centuries 
and the world you knew crumbles into ruin long ago foretold, only to appear again in a time and space divorced from the tethering gasp of reality. And yet, you will remain suspended in icy darkness, perilously oblivious to all that that is no more, blissfully ignorant of all that will never be again. The hexahedron emits a series of sharp clicks. Fortunately, I am not paying any attention to that cube this time. Your hexahedron quivers, and your eyes suddenly, suddenly open, revealing to you for the first time the vast nothingness in which you're suspended. Your hexahedron emits a single flash of red light, a single flash of green light, and three flashes of blue light. Now, it, now, it took a while for us to figure it out, but each flash of red light boosts your MR, each flash of green light boosts your SP, and each flash of blue light that boosts that boosts your Neville Reserve. And it turns out that the that how many flashes you get is determined by what choices you made here. And you can get up to four of each flash. So, there act, mechanically speaking, there is a best path. A path that gives you 12 flashes, boosting your MR by 4, your SP by 4, and your NR by 4. So, you're going to end up taking that. But... The more fun thing to do is just keep playing through and just seeing all the results. Because they're all pretty darn weird. So I'll be playing through a few of these options on this. Yeah, once 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 I've played through it once, I'll just show off the show off the the choice part. Right, what, what did I call it on the wiki? Yeah, on the wiki I call this the diverging choices part. Is this the one? The particular voice, soft and feminine, seems to originate from no particular direction. Yes, she's the one, whispers a deeper, masculine voice in reply, its origin similarly indistinct. The cube seems intact, whispers the first voice. Intact and content. The decree makes it clear we're to leave it be and send it back with its keeper. Yes, Damage is certain, replies the second voice. We're not to interrupt a stream devoid of aberration. The keeper is to go back, and the cube with her. Okay, I think these are some sort of cosmic guardiany time police people. You become aware of a small dot of white light stabbing through the void. The two voices continue to whisper, though the utterances are, little, are now little more than a garbled string of odd sounds, from which you can discern no meaning. The hexahedron quivers, and a thousand simultaneous thoughts wash through your mind, momentarily robbing you of your ability to focus. Termination gives way to despair. 
which twists itself into dim hope, only to rapidly devolve into crippling doubt. As your mind's turmoil quells, the white dot at the fore of your vision suddenly expands, rapidly growing until it can completely consume the darkness. For a fleeting instant, the hexahedron becomes white hot, before rapidly cooling to its original state. The light that surrounds you begins to peel away in broad stripes, revealing the deep gloom lurking behind its dazzling facade. As the darkness again swallows you, a soft, sinister voice slips into your mind, its lumbering cadence immediately evoking a deep sense of dread. You have not chosen. You have been chosen. You now bear that which you cannot hope to comprehend. What you will soon value more than the air filling your lungs. You're all of what you never were. And nothing of what you could have been. The glow seems to deepen. And then suddenly, without warning, the glowing image of a sword takes form directly in front of you. Hovering less than a foot away from your face. A split second later, the image of a shield shimmers into view to the wise of the sword. Both phantasmal items slowly bob in the darkness before you, their brilliant glows brazenly defying the oppressive darkness of the void. To which of these is your hand drawn in the moment of dire need? Issues the sinister voice in your head. What will you decide, or what, for you, will be decided? Still struggling to make sense of all that's happening, you instinctively reach for one of the glowing images. So I can choose sword or shield. I'll just flip the coin. It's a tail. I end up choosing shield. As your fingertips brush against the hovering image of the shield, it abruptly vanishes and you're once again plunged into a deep, frigid gloom. Your jumbled thoughts continue to entangle, returning you to a modicum of clarity. The sinister voice again slips into your mind. And how is it you truly see yourself, with all else removed, as it is now? What is this that stares back at you when you dare peer at your reflection? Your hexahedron quivers ominously. A handful of answers to the odd query spear to mind and... Feeling compelled to respond, you give the matter a moment's thought before replying. So I've got five options. A jester, a scholar, a traveller, a thief, and a wan- or a wanderer. Uh, I'll go for... Scholar. Your response, delivered in a clear, resolute tone, is followed by a lengthy, unnerving silence. At last, the sinister voice returns, emerging from the deep recesses of your mind, propelled by the dim echoes of discordant laughter. And when no mysteries remain, no knowledge left to recite, imagine, or impart, what then will compel you? Well, that's not going to happen because of the uncertainty principle. <laughs> or something like that. Or I just gate myself to another world and start again. <laughs> Driven by the con- by the compulsion to answer the question, you, only- you open your mouth, 
only to find it. You are unable to speak. The hexahedron issues two flashes of blue light. A whisper takes form in your mind, slipping through your thoughts like a sighing breeze, its words indistinct and its message fragmented. Suddenly, a deep sinister voice replaces the whisper, its rumbling echoes elicting a powerful sense of primal fear. You know what this is, thunders the voice. Awake, there is no time for sleep. The light approaches, and you will again choose. The The voice falls silent, and the darkness around you deepens. Suddenly, a handful of colourful, translucent orbs appear before you. Bobbing slowly in the frigid darkness... Their light a welcome deviation from the all-encompassing gloom. Slowly, the urge to propel yourself towards one of the brightly hued orbs becomes too strong to resist, and you find yourself swimming through the void, steadily drawing closer to one of the spears. So, I have five spears. There's a green one, a blue one, a red one, a yellow one. A white one and a yellow one. I'll go for... Red. Clawing your way through the inky void, you swim up to the red spear and reach out to touch it, only to have the strange orb dart to the side, nimbly avoiding your outstretched hand. The spear shimmers and instantly doubles in size as it slowly retreats into the gloom, before at last flickering out in the darkness. You suddenly note a bright red aura surrounds your right hand. After only a few moments, the glow surrounding your hand abruptly fades. The hexahedron discharges two flashes of red light. A A fell chill passes over you as your eyes close and you slip into an unnatural slumber. For ages uncounted you sleep. Undisturbed in the frigid gloom of the void. Outside the bounds of time. That coolest of conceptions that holds sway over the only reality you've ever known. Suddenly, the hexahedron quivers. Its wound tremors foretelling the immediate and abrupt end of your interminable slumber. The darkness parts. And the thundering silence of the nothingness in which you remain suspended is shattered by the sound of... Your eyes fly open, and you sit bolt upright, unnerved to find yourself in unfamiliar surroundings, with no clear recollection as to how it is you arrived here. Overhead, the dusky sky, a cloud-strewn canvas of solemn greys and deeper blues seems to threaten wane. Rising on wobbly legs, you survey the immediate vicinity, discover you're in the midst of a sprawling graveyard. All around you, simple headstones and cracked, moss-covered monuments rise up out of the earth at odd angles, creating an eerie vista. A winding dirt path runs through the cemetery and passes through a set of open iron gates, the only gap in the low stone wall that surrounds the burial ground. Beyond the gate, the path runs up to join a larger road running to the south. Far off to the east, the dim, familiar echoes of several toiling bells bring you some measure of comfort for you to know. 
Um, for you know them to be the curfew warning that tolls throughout to a thick at dusk. Confident you'll be back inside the walls of the Adderstone in time to beat the city's in strictly enforced curfew, you promptly set off on your way. Suddenly, the sound of someone rushing up behind you sends your pulse, race, pulse racing, drawing yourself into a defensive stance. You spin to face what you expect to be an intimate threat, only to find yourself confronted by a strange, bewildering sight. Teetering to halt only a few yards away, his long, yumpy frame, draped in the folds of a shimmering red robe, is a white-bearded man leading on a tall wooden staff. A, star- a sparkling red gem affixed to the tip of the staff emits a fierce glow. That's the same as... Same colour as the orb I chose. Which is, of course, what happens. Ah, oh, you move a bit too quickly for me to keep up, he says, breathing heavily. <gasps> oh, to reclaim the vigour of you. I suppose you understand what this is all about. Perhaps you have just an inkling? The wed man raises his wooden staff and forcefully brims the butt of the weapon down against the stony ground at his feet. Silver sparkles erupt from the tip of the staff and rain down around the curious figure as his eyes adopt a cruel, almost engraved look. Fire and ash is where it will all end. Let there be no mistake. He snarls, shifting his feet in what seems to be a makeshift dance. The time for debating that which incessantly approaches is long past. You need only usher in the flames. And exalt the renewal. They will occasion. The hexahedron trembles violently. And a confused look crosses the old man's face. Before suddenly twisting into a smile. You will forgive me I pray. He says. As his entire form shimmers. And begins to fade from view. I meant to impart a warning. Not a lecture or a threat. Hope that is how you... Before uttering another word, he vanishes in a dizzying flare of silver light. You spend several minutes milling about, wondering, perhaps even expecting, the bearded, red robe man to return. But he does not. You gotta hurry! There's a curfew! At length, eager to put the city's events behind you, you return just to a hick in time to dodge the city's curfew and prepare to set off on your way. The hexahedron emits a faint hum. The choices you've made to arrive at this point have forever altered your hexahedron. At the conclusion of this adventure, the hexahedron will have the following increases applied to its bonus. Plus 3 to mellow raising, plus 1 to stamina points, and plus 5 to neville reserve. Which means it's now 15, 1, 5. Ooh, that's a pretty decent boost to Neville Reserve. Suddenly, a curious notion presents itself, freezing you in place for only a split second before you're about to embark on a relatively short trek. Will you step forward with your right or left foot? Or will you take a step back? 
If you take a step back, you start over and we make your choices. Which it just happens is what I want to do, so I will. You take a single step back and are overwhelmed by a confusing muddle of thoughts and emotions. It feels as if invisible hands are tugging at your shoulders. Attempting to further retreat you began with one backward step. To start this venture over and make a new set of choices, select the step back again option below. Step back again. As you again step back, your surroundings become a dizzling blur of light and shadow. Your hexahedron twitches ominously. Yep, that's the hexahedron. Slowly, the world around you comes back into focus and prevents you with a setting you find simultaneously familiar and strange. And we're, we're back. We're back at the, the old man, the beggar. Now, flip the coin. It's tails. So I apologise to him. You are in the midst of offering your sincere apologies to the old man when the two city guardsmen subtly step into view and confront the beggar. Scowling, the oldly man curses the guards before scurrying out of the monument's shadow and disappearing across the crowded square. As the guards depart, your eyes are drawn to something tumbling along the ground nearby. A small grey feather, enveloped in a faint bluish glow, skitters towards the edge of the bustling quadrangle. Your hexahedron quivers ominously, so you can attempt to grab the feather, or ignore it. Well, I will trust to the coin. The coin says wed. The coin says head, so I will grab the feather. You reach out to grab the feather as it blows past your feet, but the bl- glowing plume narrowly evades your gasp, skittering by just beyond your reach. Willing to abandon the effort, you chase after the feather as it continues its tumbling journey into the crowded fe- crowded square. Right, pick a random number. A bonus of 36. 20 from agility, 9 from body, 5 from luck. Got to get 60 or more to grab, th- to grab the feather. Now this check functions as another split. So you get, a, you get a different set of choices whether you catch the feather or not. So pick now. 125 success. You dodge past a handful of people moving near the edge of the quadrangle and nimbly snatch up the feather just as it seems poised to drift skyward. The instant your fingers close around the glowing plume, a violent surge of energy tears through your body. 45. Stamina points damage. Dazed but alive, you stagger to your white, still clutching the feather. Your hexahedron grows noticeably cooler. Um, thank you, I guess, cube. You know, trying to put ice on my wound, but I'm not holding you right now, so. But, but uh, you're trying your best, you're trying your best. So I can drop the feather, which is probably the smart thing to do, or continue to clutch the feather. But I trust to the coin. The coin says drop the feather. So I will. The instant you loosen your grip on the glowing feather, 
The plume drifts swiftly upwards, soaring high into the cloudless sky above the outer stone. When the feather is no longer in sight, you set off on your way and soon find yourself cutting through Galdorong's end, en route to the more reputable parts of the city. As you pass by the wicked curtain, a particularly seedy alehouse, the raucous din of a fierce altercation reaches your ears. Suddenly, two men stumble out of their house, their fists flying as they trade savage blows. A dozen patrons spill out onto the street behind them, cheering and jeering at the violent spectacle. The small of the two men, clearly outmatched, furtively draws a dagger and twists to thrust the weapon into his opponent's unprotected side. Your hexahedron emits a series of soft, strange noises. So I can intervene, or stay out of it and move away from here. What does the coin say? The coin says tails, so I'll stay out of it and move away from here. You've only only gone a short distance along the street when a horrified gasp rises up from the cloud of on, crowd of onlookers. Glancing back, you spot the man with the dagger standing over the bloodied unmoving body of his opponent as the angry throng descends upon the dagger wielding man you turn to to hurry away from here only to find the path blocked by an unshaven man clad clad in dark, dark cloth attire you are right not to intervene he says eerily alluding to the decision you just made they were fools dangerous fools and now they will no longer endanger anyone. It is as if you sensed that was what was right to do. Are you always as perceptive as you seem? Your hexahedron emits a dazzling blue light. So I can answer yes or no. I literally have no idea what this could end up resulting. So this time I am trusting to the coin flip. Coin flip says tails, so I'll answer no. Ah, but you should not doubt that which lies in plain sight, says the man. There are too few I would describe as perceptive in this age now upon us. But you would certainly be among that small company. Suddenly, the man produces a small, a blue cloth pouch which he promptly hands to you. Take it, he says. And know your decision not to intervene has likely forestalled, perhaps even prevented, a great calamity. Before you can ask him anything, the man bows and hurries away from the, along the street. Suddenly, a powerful disorientation washes over you, leaving you wheeling. With your very next breath, everything goes black. And now, now it it it's. Now it's now it's the same no matter what path you take. A lot of time passes while I'm, well, you're in the void. And here are the flashes. Three flashes of red light, two flashes of green light, and four flashes of blue light. That's a lot more potent than the other route. For no apparent reason. Because it's the cube, and the cube don't make a darn lick of sense. 
The cube does what the cube wants to do. I just carry it around. And it sometimes dines to give me stat bonuses. And maybe later it will cease to dine to give me stat bonuses. Because it's the cube. The cube does what the cube will. All hail the cube. Uh, here's the gardeny people talking about you. And here's the choices. The sword or the shield. Alright, coin flip again. Ahead, I'll take the sword. As your fingertips brush against the hovering image of the sword, it abruptly vanishes and you're once again plunged into a deep, frigid gloom. So, these are your options. How is it you truly see yourself? We've almost removed. Alright. So here are the options, an explorer, a conqueror, a hero, a warrior or protector. So what if I choose conqueror? Your response, delivered in a clear, resolute tone, is followed by a lengthy, unnerving silence. At last, the sinister voice returns, emerging from the deep recesses of your mind, propelled by the dim echoes of discordant laughter. And when there is nothing left to conquer, nothing left to claim as your own, over what then will you extend your dominion? Well, I'll use the power of gating to find some other worlds and I'll conquer them too, obviously. Honestly, the power of gating solves a lot of problems. Because if you don't like your world, go to another one! Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yeah, because apparently some of them have got a vague, mysterious benevolence. And some of them have those toad people. Admittedly, a lot of them are are filled with hordes of undead demons and various nasty things. But you don't like it? Gate out! Just gate out! And one of them... Was probably going to be hauled into chaos after you defeat that giant spider fire, fire king. Driven by a compulsion to answer the question, you open your mouth only to find you unable to speak. Okay, it says it does a single flash of red light, two flashes of green light, and two flashes of blue light. Alright, another choice. I'll go for you know, the yellow warp. Yeah, and it, it doubles in size. So as your right hand. Beep, beep, beep. One of each. Your eyes, I'm sitting somewhere else. Rising on wobbly lebs, you survey the immediate vicinity. A discovery on a patch of solid ground, the edges of a broad, 
dark pool of murk, out of the centre of it which stretches up a massive stone hand. The sculpted hands, large enough to hold several people in its, in its broad palm, is turned upwards, its thick, moss-covered fingers sprayed wide. You recognise the hand to be the lost wanderer, a legendary sculpture in a boggy patch of forest north of Twithick. Many believe the giant hand is the last visible piece of a towering statue that long ago sank into the oozing morass. A winding path where it snakes its way through the bog to the east, where it climbs a small rise and passes out of the swamp. Alright, back, back to the city. Suddenly. Oh, and another person appears. Another magical person appears, this time in a yellow robe, with a yellow dead gem on the tip of his staff. And what? And he says something. His first thing he said is the same, but then, and then he is all ominous. He speaks to me. and He says, "Shadows sliver, and gloom stirs, for darkness gathers on the doorstep." He says. Shuffling his feet in what appears to be a makeshift dance. Incredulous though you refuse to fear. That which has long since earned the right to exult in your discomfiture. Douse your light and welcome its pain. Hexedegion quivers and grows warmer. A confused look crosses the old man's face. Before subtly twisting into a smile. Alright, and then it ends the same, he disappears. Back to the city in time to avoid the curfew. And then my stats are increased by 535. Because for some reason, the the Conqueror thing is not as effective as it seems. I assume this is a message that... Taking over the world is not as much fun as it seems. It's all stress. Anyway, so the total stats are 17.35. Alright, take a step back. Back again. And here we are, right at the beginning. What does the coin say? It says tail. I apologise. We've already done that. The guards get drive the man away. Alright, and the feathers wrist pack. Do I grab it or ignore it? What does the coin say? The coin says ignore it. Turning your attention from the feather, you step out of the moment sh- monument shadow and begin making your way along the edge of the throng square. You've got less than 50 yards when something small and dark streaks across your path. Nearly passing over your feet. Glancing down, you're shocked to have set up eyes upon a jet black rat as it darts into a narrow alley, closely hugging the left side of the tight passage. Your hexahedron twitches ominously, so I follow the rat or ignore it and continue on my way. What does the coin say? It says follow the rat. Okay. Keeping your eyes on the rat, you slip into the alley and begin following the scurrying rodent. Halfway along the slender passage, 
The rat slips through a jagged hole in the base of the wooden door, set into the wall of the warehouse that borders the alley on the, we- on the west. Listening outside the decayed door, you can hear the muffled sound of movement from within. Your hexahedron quivers slightly. So I can open the door and enter the building, or leave the alley. What does the coin say? It says heads. Enter the building. You pull open the wattered door, which nearly crumbles on its hinges, revealing a small room lit by a flickering glow of, of, of a lantern resting on the floor. On the far side of the womb, surrounding a man bound to a chair by a thick length of rope, stand four Kagari. Those are the Watmen. The Watmen, one of which resembles the black rat you follow to this very location, spin to face you, their eyes wide with fear, as they gibber amongst themselves in a vile chant, cant of their odorous breed. Right, so, do Kagari normally have the... Power to turn themselves into regular rats? Or is that just cube stuff? Just a cube being all mysterious and cubey? I mean, it would be an interesting power for them to have. You know, they just. Because it allowed them. Definitely give them some advantages. Also, disadvantages if you could catch them unawares. Because a rat, even a quite large rat, is a lot easier to deal with than a rat man. Because, amongst other things, a rat man can have a sword. Well, in one-to-one combat, in a... If it was was, in an assassinate stealing in grace, I'd probably rather deal with a rat man. Because a rat man can't sneak up your toilets. But a rat could, which would cause a lot of problems. Before you even had the chance to react, the Kugari turns and flee through an open doorway on the opposite wall. Their forms rapidly shifting into those of actual rats as they vanish into the gloom. So maybe all Kugari have that power. Interesting. Or it's the cube being the cube. Wasting no time, you rush to the aid of the bound man, whose face, bloodied face betrays the ill treatment he received at the hands of his captors. The instant he frees his bonds, the man leaps from the chair and dashes out into the alley, pausing just outside the door to toss you a failed piece of parchment. He then bolts from the alleyway and disappears from sight. An examination of the parchment reveals it to be a crudely sketched map of the forest Isotrithic, with an etch marking the location, beneath which is scrawled the word RATS. So, the hexahedron glows noticeably warmer. Well, well, Cube, that's no hope. I don't speak Cube. Especially when you're all mysterious and random. So I can make my way to the location on the map, or ignore the map and move on and move away from here. What does the coin say? The coin says heads. Make my way to a location marked on the map. After a short, short trek through the tangled forest east of the city, you reach a spot marked on the map and are startled to find 
to be a broad clearing in the centre of which stands a towering statue of a rat. The Akilta moss-covered monument, its grumbling fake base half buried in the earth, depicts a s- snarling rat wised up on its haunches, its nose angled skyward. Suddenly, two world figures, their faces concealed by wooden rat masks, step out from behind the hideous statue and slowly approach you. As they draw to within just a few feet, they abruptly halt and bow deeply. If masked figures, their woes bearing an array of strange embroidered symbols. Each produce a white cloth pouch and hold the curious objects out towards you, as if inviting you to take them. You're overcome by an inexplicable urge to take one of the pouches. Your hexahedron emits a dazzling blue light. Well, that's no help, Cube. That doesn't give me a clue at all. Take the pouch from the figure on your left or the figure on your right. Well, what does the coin say? The coin says tails, so I'll take the figure on the white. You step forward and take the white cloth pouch from the robed, wat-masked figure. Figure on the white. As you step back with the pouch now in your possession, both figures bow twice and slowly retreat to the wat statue. After bowing once before the grim monument, they step around behind it and disappear from view. You're about to examine the pouch when a powerful sense of disorientation surges through you, leaving you wheeling. If you know it very next breath, everything goes back. Alright, back to floating in the void. Alright, single flash of red, three of green, four of blue. It's something. Yep, the people talk. There's a white dot. Choosing. Alright, what does... Sword or shield. Sword. And I will take a hero. Your response delivered in a clear, resolute tone is followed by a lengthy, unnerving silence. Last, a sinner voice returns, emerging from deep recesses of your mind, propelled by deep, grim echoes of discordant la- lacquer, laughter. And when there were no more accolades to be disposed, nothing worthy left to bolster your station, what then will draw your gaze? Well, I could either retire, that's, that's definitely an option, retire, just, you know, just stay, stay, stay in my very nice, humble cottage, Pro- probably giving, giving out some of my Incredible equipment to the next generation. Or if I found a lot, setting up another trading post. Maybe I could, maybe I could form a, maybe I could form a partnership with Tallies, so we, you know, we can share our trading post. Or because chances are, if I wait long enough, more evil will appear, and then, well. I'll just get my equipment out again and whoop its ass. Or, and I'll probably spend a lot of that time writing my memoirs. 
which detail all, all the things I've slain. Even the things I couldn't really tell people about at the time. Because, you know, I was, I was in the middle of things. And you don't want to, you know, tip anybody off. But now, but now that I've slain, now that I've destroyed all the evil in the world, I can reveal all my secrets. Or, of course, if that gets boring, I could always just use the power of gating to go to another world which still has some evil left and fight the evil there. <laughs> it turns out gating, it solves all your problems. Who would have thought it? But it does. It does. As long as you don't accidentally gate yourself into the stomach of a dragon or something. Alright, blah blah blah. Two flashes of blue light for heroes. That's probably the best one. Uh, green orb. Two flashes of red, one of green. Alright, that boosts. Blah 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 blah. blah. Okay, the sky's the same. Oh, your eyes fly open. You sit up, bolt upright, on nerve to find yourself in unfamiliar surroundings, with no clear recollection of how you arrived here. Overhead, the dusky, the dusky sky, a cloud-strewn canvas of solemn greys and deeper blues, seems to fret and wane. Rising on wobbly, on wobbly legs, not far away. You survey the immediate vicinity and discover you on the top of a small rise in the midst of a stone-walled apple orchard. Yep, so you can end up in five different places depending on which orb you chose. Just another bit of variety in this quest, which has a lot of variety. You could, you could spend hours... Just going through it again and again and again to make sure you've seen absolutely everything. And even then, you'll probably still end up missing some of the bits behind, gated behind failing checks. Not far away, a path runs through a break in the wall and descends the hillside. Passes a, a dilapidated barn before running up. Off to meet a larger world. As you amble down the track, still endeavouring to regain your bearings, you suddenly recognise the road to be one that joins for a thoroughfare, ultimately ends the gates of Trithic. Suddenly, another person appears. Green robe. Staff of the green gem. Too, you move too quickly for me. And he says something. The fields are always a bit greener when one's eyes stray from home, he says, shuffling his feet in what appears to be a makeshift dance. Think about what about what you have, or you've been given. Oh, you will yet know because of it. And yep. Yeah. And then he disappears. Right, what stats have I got from this? I got three... Melee rating, four stamina points, and six Neville Reserve, which is definitely something. So now my stats are 15, 4, 6. Alright, 
this will be the last step back. As I said before, you could spend hours upon hours going, finding all 64 endings to the mid part, finding the five different parts, things you get depending on your orbs, and the ten different vocations you can choose. Fortunately, you, you, nothing's dependent on a combination of them. It, it, it's that beggar again. What does the? Do I give him gold or just apologise? Flip the coin. Tails. Apologise. And here comes the feather. Flip the coin. Tails. Ignore it. And here's that wat. So we got the same thing twice in a row, but that's going to happen. Jet black wat as it darts into Nile Alley, closely hugging the left side of the tight passage. Your hexahedron quivers and grows closer. Follow the wat or not. Flip again. Well, well, I'm following the wat. Okay, it goes into a building. Alright, slips through a jagged hole in the base of the wooden door. Muffled sound of movement. Do I, do I enter the building or not? Flip the coin. N- no, I do not enter the building. Bye-bye, shape-shifting wats. And watmen or people. Kind of hard to tell when they have three forms, which is their true form. You turn away from the door and make your way out of the alley. After crossing the quadrangle and passing beneath the imposing arch on its northern side, you pass- find yourself cutting through a rep- disreputable section of the city. As you wound a bend in the lane, you suddenly bump into a white-bearded man in a blue tunic who cuts across your path with a bulging cloth sack slung over his shoulder. The man pauses to smile at you and you beg your pardon before continuing on your way. As he departs, you're quick to spot a piece of filled paper out of a hole in the sack and land behind him. The white-bearded fella plods on, oblivious to the loss of the article. So, I've got these options. Take and return the filled paper to him, or take and keep the filled paper. And obviously I'm not going to not pick it up, because I'm an adventurer. And adventurers pick up every slightly interesting thing they find. So flip the coin. It's a tails. I'm keeping it. The coin has determined as much. You you unfurl and examine the piece of paper. And discover it to be a crudely sketched map. Marking two distinct locations in the city. One in the eastern section. And another abutting the river docks. Profound urge to visit one of the indicated locations wells up within you, and your hexahedron twitches ominously. So visit the location in the eastern sector, or visit the location near the wither docks. Oh, what to do? I shall leave the coin to decide. Heads, eastern sector. Guided by the crude map, you make your way to the marked location in the city's eastern district, and soon find yourself standing in front of a squat stone building wedged between two larger derelict wooden structures. You've only just started off the cobbled path leading to the front door 
where the rotten slap springs open and a young man garbed in an oversized blue tunic emerges. You're quite later, aren't you? He snaps, tossing back long locks of black fair that seem to routinely drop over his face. No matter then, here, take this and be gone with it. I think you'll find it's all in order. With that, he tosses a red cloth pouch which you respectively snag out of the edge. Do all the... Do all the endings end with pouches? As, as Kurt, After curtly bidding you farewell, he turns and ducks back into the building, slamming shut the door behind him. You're about to look over the pouch when a powerful sense of disorientation surges through you, leaving you wheeling. The next instant, everything goes black. Alright, in the floating in the void. Doo-ba-doo-ba-doo. Alright, that's four, two, three are the flashes. Alright, I'm just going to get to the next choice. Sword or shield. Sword. Alright, what do I choose? I will choose mm, Protector. At last, the sinister voice returns, emerging from deep recesses of your mind, propelled by the grim echo's discordant laughter. And when then there is nothing left to defend, nothing left worthy of your protection, what then will serve to reveal your worth? Well... Uh, well, if there's nothing left, as in everything's gone, then I'll be gone, so I won't care. And there's nothing left to defend, as in everything's everything's already adequately defended. I guess I'll just be happy. Or, of course, I could use the power of gating to find some things that do need defending. <laughs> yeah, always gating. Always a solution to every problem. Every single problem. Oh, you don't like the current government? Just put a gate below them and then they go somewhere. Just somewhere. Uh, you can't reach the high shelf? Put a gate there. Reach your hand through? Grab it. Your dog keeps pooping on things? Put a gate over its bum. And put the other side... Well, uh, uh, on the, over the car. Someone you don't like. And it just... Blop, 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 blop. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Gating. It's so good. Alright, single flash of red light. Well, that's disappointing. Alright, I'll take the... Uh, what I've done, yellow, red and green. I'll take the white orb this time. Two flashes of blue light. They're shattered by the sound of... Overhead, the dusky sky, a cloud-strewn canvas of stronger braids and deeper blues seems to threaten Wayne. 
rising on your wobbly legs, you survey the immediate vicinity and discover you on a hilltop next to collapsed remains of an ancient stone structure. The foot of the hill, winding its way through a small, boggy swath of forest, a narrow path runs up to join the larger road that curves to the north. You recognise the ruins to be those of Lampgate Tor, a watchtower in the forest south and east of Twithick, famous for having been destroyed centuries ago by a rampaging forest giant. A track leading down from the sloped, twisting path looks particularly treacherous, taking great care with every step. Reach the bottom and pause to check over your gear. Alright, and someone's going to turn up. Hello. Guy with a blue robe. No, white robe. White bearded man. You're too young and fast. But what does he say? Ah, such resolution. Hopefully stoic until arrives the unforeseen end. He says, shuffling his feet in what appears to be a makeshift dance. Firm in beliefs you don't yet understand. Amusing upon things beyond all comprehension. Or ignoring what is there, what is obvious. And what is to, um, to forever remain true. Alright, and yep, and let's just see. I get five minute waiting. Two stamina points. And for I've never reserve. Okay. Well, I've done enough of this. Now, I'm going to take the optimal route. Off of off of the off microphone, I guess. Turns out I was just one branch away from getting the optimum choice. You know, I've got one. The coin flip had flipped at the last moment. I'd have got it. <laughs> oh well. Alright, I've got four Miller waiting, five standard points, and eight Neville Reserve. Add it onto my cube, giving it 16, 5, 8. So, total of 29 <laughs> stat points. For just finishing two comparatively short adventures. Yeah, it is crazy powerful. Now, do I step forward by right or my left foot? I guess I'll rely on the coin again. Tails, go with right foot. With only the slightest show of ceremony, you step forward with your right foot and begin what will ultimately be an uneventful trek back trek to Twithick. Finally, uneventful about time. You arrive at the gates of Trithic shortly before dusk. Dusk is an ominous but familiar chorus of bells warning of the intimate curfew that began to toll throughout the, the Alderstone. You'll be alright if you don't tarry, says a guardsman, nodding as you pass into the city. Find your way now, off with you. Eager to avoid running afoul of the curfew. Although I am friends with the Thane, so... I'll probably get off relatively easy, but it's the principle of the thing. It's the law, and I am a hero, and I should obey the law, unless it's a really 
really, really bad law. You know, something like, always obey the sorcerer king. Or, don't fight wound skin. Eager to avoid running afoul of the curfew, you promptly make your way through the deserted streets of the Whirlport and soon find yourself drawing up to the front door of a tavern known as the Crumbling Hand. After giving the place a discriminating once-over, I don't have the time, you make your way inside with a din of merriment and the clank of tankards and a dancing glow of a frockling... Frolicking fire served to immediately lift your mood. Hmm. I'm guessing quite a lot of the taverns are cla- get quite a benefit from the curfew. Because, well, you've got to go in somewhere when the curfew hits. And not everybody, you know, has a house into a thick. Hmm. I'm guessing if the curfew is applied universally, that means the guards have to put the rough sleepers somewhere. I mean, it's the walls. Yeah, hmm, yeah, that might be a positive side effect. Because, I mean, you can't, you can't, there's no point having a curfew saying no one could be out after X if you've got all these rough sleepers. Which the criminals are hiding amongst. So I guess they probably just... I don't know. I don't know where they put them. I assume the Thane thought of that. Because, you know, I mean, this is the Thane we're talking about. He, he thinks things through. Alright. Your hexahedron twitches ever so slightly. Alright, and this ends the quest. 512 experience to general, and 32 experience to all skills and powers. You have reached the end of Simple Choices. And of course that experience reward means practically nothing compared to the huge direct power boosts. Alright, and that is the end of Simple Choices. Obviously, there's much, 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 much more to see in the adventure if you wish to do it yourself. Because I think I've only shown about four of the vocations, four of the orbs. And even this and the other one combined only show... A bit over a bit over ten percent of the total different ends that the divergence the divergence of choices bit can offer. Yes, the diverging choices bar can offer. So a lot more to see if you want to do it yourself. And some of it is really weird. Yes. Anyway, now to save. So next time. Hmm, what to do next time? You know what? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
Alright, I've got all these stats. Let's put them to use, perhaps? Yeah, I think I'll go give attack on Ashlyre the next, will be the next scenario to do. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.